I want to speak to you this morning on the subject of we are chosen. I went back this uh, section, verse 1 through verse 5, especially to uh, share with you the last phrase of verse 5, which is what we've already done today, that we are to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Pentecost means participate. Church was never meant to be a spectator experience, but to be one in which all the children of God participated. Well, brother, I thought all I had to do when I come to church is sit down on a pew and just, you know what? No, 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 no. We are to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. Lord's been good to you this week. You need to thank him for it this morning. You need to verbalize it. You may say, well, I can't think of any particular thing. Well, you in here and not in the hospital. There's always something to praise God for. Amen. We are to come to the house of God with this idea in mind that we are going to offer up spiritual sacrifices to him, praise, thanksgiving, and worship. But that's not the crux of what I want to share with you. Verse 6. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. Can somebody say, is Jesus precious to anybody in this house this morning? Amen. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Verse 9, this is what I want to get to. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. You are, personalize that. If you're saved this morning and you know it, amen, personalize this. I am a part of a chosen generation. I am a royal priest. I belong to a holy nation, and I am one of his own special people. A lot of trouble Christian folks have comes from this perspective that we spend so much time focused on ourselves and so little time focused on the Lord that the enemy takes advantage of that. Amen. We look at ourselves, we see weakness. We look at ourselves, we see faults. We look at ourselves, we see failure. Sometimes it's kind of a depressing look when we look at ourselves. But when we look at Christ, we see he who is perfect. We see he who is infallible. We see he who is precious. Amen. So if we spend that time focusing on him and not focusing on ourselves, we'll be a lot better off. We are a part of a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. This is a good old Southern Baptist doctrine. I was taught when I was a kid, and it's true. We are priests. Now, we look at that, and we think, of well, you know, we've got the priest in the temple, tabernacle, in the Old Testament. A priest is one who makes intercession. We serve a great high priest. His name is Jesus Christ. The wonderful thing about being a priest is that you don't have to come to Brother Andy to get anything done with God. Are you in need of salvation? You can go directly to the Lord Jesus Christ himself and obtain salvation for your soul. Do you have any other need? You say, Brother Andy, I'm saved and I know it. 
You have direct access to the throne of the almighty, eternal God in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to go through me or nobody else. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Truth of the matter is, I got enough stuff on my own plate. And those of you are familiar with my counseling philosophy, it is simply this. I'll listen to whatever you got to say, but when you're done, this is it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Anything else? Let's get it all out here. Praise God. Because you're not going to receive any uh, supernatural insight out of this brain. The best thing we can do is pray and take it to the Lord. But as a priest, we can do that. We can make intercession for somebody else. Y'all don't know where I'm going, but I do. God give me grace to get there. That you proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness, called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. We have obtained it. It is in our possession. We have experienced mercy. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we have access to the unmerited favor, the grace of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's exactly right. Through faith in Him, we are a child of God. Through faith in Him, we have been moved to a higher level. Amen. We live on a higher plane. Our existence is not determined by the beggarly elements of this world, but we are the children of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse number 12. Jesus is speaking. Listen to what he says. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. That is our only license to operate. If we don't possess the love of God in this house, and we just need to give it to somebody that will. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. What does he command us? To love one another. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you. Listen, he says it again. That you love one another. If the world hates you, and that does, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love, it own, love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. We have been chosen by God. The call goes out. The Holy Spirit anointing the gospel of Jesus. And every person who answers that call is chosen. Now dwell on that for a second. The Holy Spirit takes this gospel, spreads it all over, and every individual who responds to that call, the Lord chooses. Amen. He'll say, I choose you, I choose you. And the only reason he don't choose other folks is because they don't respond to the call. Those who do not respond to the call will not be chosen, but those 
who respond to the call are chosen and become the children of Almighty God. A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I mean to get down here amongst you because I've been waiting for this all week. Lord gave me a very graphic example of the scriptures that I just shared with you Tuesday. Last Tuesday, we went to Lake Winnipesaukee. Anybody ever been to Lake Winnipesaukee? The poor man Six Flags. We go every year because we poor. No, we go over here because Mar Marlene and Brenda pay our way to get in. But it's been a you know a, a, a tradition in our family now for many years now. How many of y'all been to Lake Winnipesaukee? I'm 61 years old. I've been going to Lake Winnipesaukee all my life. You know what you hear every year when you go to Lake Winnipesaukee? They got a venomous snake out of that boat chute. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that? Every year. They got a, and Ty's one told me this year, boy, I heard they got a cottonmouth water moccasin out of that boat chute this year. Ty, they do. They say that every year. I've been riding through that thing my whole life. I ain't seen nothing but dark. I rode it with Ian Conley the, uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, there were two uh, young girls sitting in front of us, and they got scared. And you know what that little booger said? He said, why don't they turn on their cell phone? They'll have a light. <laughs> and they did, and they had a light. They were just tickled to death, you know. I was looking for snakes. <laughs> so we went, and it was hot. It was hot. It was Africa hot. It was Mississippi hot. Brother, that's about as hot as I've ever experienced. It was hot. And we kind of stuck out among all the folks that were there because we were wearing clothes. You think I am not joking. I stood in line. I was about to burn up. I stand in line for an icy. Y'all ever had an icy? I'm standing in line. I am a diabetic. I ain't supposed to be eating no ice. I was so hot. And I stood in line. I looked over in, in this uh, 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 window deal that was acting like a mirror, and I noticed I was the only person in that line that had clothes on. There are some people in this day and age, and it, it's just the spirit of the world, that they make very unwise wardrobe cho choices. And I'm not going to ask a whole other sermon for a whole other time, but anyway. I'm hot. I've been there most of the day, and I'm hot. And the kids are doing the little splash deal and, and, and the place where, uh, you know, the people who weren't splashing were sitting did not have enough chairs for me to sit under the shade. So I'm not going to sit there and burn up just for the, you know, I got to cool off somehow. So I'll leave them. What are you going to do? I'm going to ride some rides, do anything, get some air moving, you know. So I go back and I, and I, y'all rode the swings? That thing just whoops you around? I got my little fat self in that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that girl looked at me like, "Oh Lord." <laughs> so it's all right. I did it last year. You know, I didn't break nothing. I rode that. Then I rode the paratrooper, and that guy running that couldn't care less if I was on air if it slung me to the moon. You know. So I'm just trying to get some air stirred, and I walk over to the concession stand. We going somewhere? Just hang on. Walk over to the concession stand. I sit down under the shade. Thank you, Jesus, for some shade at Lake Wampasoka. I ate a snowball, which I shouldn't have ate. But they water their snowball juice down to where it's just about water anyhow. And they ain't nowhere close to my mama's. 
I just ate the ice, you know. And I'm sitting there, and I'm burning up. And I don't feel good. I'm having one of them diabetes, you know, not feel good experiences. I didn't feel too good. And I'm sitting there burning up, and I look over, and hey, there's the carousel. 1916 carousel at Lake Wimpasoka going round and round and round. I said, ooh, that's for me. So I jump up from the concession. Y'all know where the concession stand is located right beside the 1916? Yeah, brother, there, 1916 carousel. Now, I ease over there with the idea, I ain't going to get on no horse because they got two of them sleds, and that's for women with babies. You know, and that, they'll tell you, you know, mothers with, with infant children can sit on the sled and go around on the carousel. I said, that's for me. So fat old brother Andy just waddled himself up on the carousel, you know, and I look, and that first sled was occupied. So I walked around. There were two kids sitting on the front seat of the other sled. Back seat was open. So I hopped my little self on there. And there's a little girl about six and looked like her little brother. He may have been four. And they're sitting in front of me on the sled. And the little boy looks around and he says something kind of mumbled. I didn't understand him. So his sister interpreted for me. He wants to know if you're the fireman. I said, no, I ain't a fireman. I'm hot enough to be a fireman, but I ain't a... No, son, I'm not the fireman. Being all sweet. So he, I'm, 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 I'm something else. And she said, he wants to know if you're the farmer with the animals. I said, no, I'm not the fat farmer with animals. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity. So I'm a preacher. I pastor a church. Now that's the right thing to do, isn't it? Praise God. Little girl drops her head. Says, we don't go to church. And it was like a dagger stuck in me. She turned around, face forward, never looked back. I thought, my God, these children don't go to church. And man, I was empty. I was hurting. Had a burden for these children. We don't go to church. She dropped her head. And I was I didn't know what to do. And I felt helpless. And then the Word of God kicked in. And I had a wait-a-minute moment. Wait a minute. Wait a cotton-picking minute. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I lifted my head toward heaven. No words come out of my mouth. I said, Lord, you did it for Wigglesworth. You can do it for me. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Smith Wigglesworth in London, England, got on a train. And there was another gentleman in the car which they were sitting. He was reading a paper. Brother Wigglesworth just sat there, didn't speak a word, nothing, because the guy was, you know, reading the paper. Suddenly the man jumps up, folds his paper, looks at Wigglesworth and says, you convict me of sin, and exits the car. I said, Lord, that's that same Holy Ghost that I'm baptized with. 
is here. And not a word going out of my mouth. And those children never turned around. I began to pray in my spirit and lift those kids up to God. And it's happened to me before. And you say, well, you're speaking in tongues. I began praying in tongues in my spirit. I could have had the utterance. I could have spoken it out. I just didn't. But I'm praying in tongues in my spirit. And all of a sudden, I felt him when he came on the scene. And that carousel is going round and round. And I'm praying for those kids. And finally it stops. They haven't turned around. They haven't looked at me. haven't said a word since she just bowed her head in shame because she had to admit we don't go to church. And they stepped off. And that little girl turned around with a smile on her face and gave me a wave, and I knew that he had done it. I knew he'd done it. I knew the Holy Ghost had done it. I said, my God, you've done it. You've done it. You've done it. She just waved and turned around. I didn't say, I just waved back. And to myself, I thought, I'll see you in heaven. And the guy was getting ready to go around for that second round. I got out and got in the front seat so I get maximum air exposure, you know. And I'm thanking God and praising him. I ain't saying a word to nobody. I'm just. And I hear the voice of the shepherd. He spoke to me just like he spoke to you. Same shepherd, same voice. He said, I have set in motion events that will result in their salvation. Oh, 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 whoa. I'm laying back. I got my hands, my face is toward heaven. I'm not saying a word, but I'm giving God praise. And that carousel, is, I wrote it two more times. Until I saw Eli walking down by the concession stand, I said, well, I reckon they're coming back. But you know what? I didn't feel bad anymore, and it just wasn't that hot. Praise God, everything had changed. I was getting off that thing, and a young man that was, that was operating it, he walked up, real sweet guy. He said, sir, you have a blessed day. I said, son, I just did. I just did. I just had a blessed day. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Folks, this spirit that we've been given is not just for speaking in an unknown language. It's not for feeling good when we come to church. It's not for jumping. It's not for running. It's not for rolling on the floor. It is to enable us to be a difference in whatever circumstance we may find ourselves in. I tell you, it was the spirit that reminded me I am a child of God. I belong to a chosen generation. I am a royal priest. I have been given, hallelujah, the liberty and the power in the name name of Jesus to pray and believe him for that which I cannot do in the natural man. When that child turned and looked at me 
and smiled that smile and did that little wave, I knew he had done it. She wasn't ashamed anymore. Something had changed. <laughs> Between the time she informed me that we don't go to church to the time she got off that dude, something had changed. Something had happened in that child. Praise God. I may never see them youngins again in this world. I don't know their name. I don't know where they live or nothing about them. All I know is this, that one day I will see them again in the kingdom of God because my God's grace is sufficient. He's just waiting on an intercessor. He's waiting on a priest to call out somebody's name. He's waiting on us to pray. I have chosen you, says the Lord, that you might bear fruit and that your fruit might remain. You are not helpless. You are not hopeless. You are not powerless because I have bestowed power upon you. I have given you the power of my name. I have given you the presence of my spirit. I have endowed you with everything that you need to accomplish my will in your world, says the Lord. Serve me. Trust me. And when you hear my voice, obey me, says the Lord. For I desire obedience rather than sacrifice. And if you will call upon my name, I will hear from heaven. And I will answer your prayer, says the Lord. Praise God. Stand your feet all over this house.